God is a planner. And nobody can outplan God. God sees the end from the beginning. He sits in eternity and laughs at the plans of men. Because he's already called it before it's going to happen. And then he said, I want to have a personal relationship with my people. Say, my people. If you've been born again, washed in the blood, you are his people. And he says, I'm not going to leave them there comfortless, but I'm going to send them a comforter. And when he comes, he's going to remind you and tell you things and lead you and guide you. Because he doesn't want us to live in darkness. Isn't it wonderful when you can see coming attractions and you can make a decision how you're going to conduct yourself based upon the coming attractions? Jesus said, when the spirit of truth has come, he will lead you into all truth. If the spirit of truth knows all truth, then you should become acquainted with him. I'm getting no help in this place today. Because I have some things I want to know about. So he goes on and says, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, which means set aside for a specific use and without blame before him in love. Having, verse number five, predestinated us into the adoption. Everybody say adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure everybody say good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glorious praise wherein he hath made us to be acceptable say neighbors acceptable in the beloved you need to recognize that you have been placed in a peculiar place. The Bible calls it the kingdom of his dear son. That means that we have a king and he also has a kingdom and he's placed his subjects in that kingdom. That means he provides for them. That means that the king's name can't go down in shame because He's not ruling this kingdom well if you can say bad stuff about him. Oh, you ain't going to listen to me today. Jesus has everything that you need. The Bible also says that we have access to all the things that we need. I need you to understand that you are already in the position to ask and to receive what you need. Talking about the kingdom. Sitting here in the kingdom. Then it says that we may walk worthy of the vocation. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to jump a little bit and paint this picture so you can sit down and observe it. I was watching on the internet the other day and some woke people went and threw paint on the Picassos and then stood behind the barrier so they would knew who threw the paint on the Picasso. They were trying to distort the picture. But you can't distort the picture about Jesus. You can say bad stuff about him. You can scandalize his name. And then you can talk about his people. But I got news for you, devil. We are God's people. <laughs> and if you got anything that you don't like about me, take it up with him like the way I dress, like where I live, how much I got. You don't like that, take it up with him because he is my Lord and he's providing for me. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 says that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being faithful in every good work. And, this part I like, and increasing in the knowledge of God. 
See, if you're walking with God, there's an increase that's supposed to take place in the knowledge of him. See, I've been married for 34 years and dated her for almost, you know, 36 years. And I know what she's going to say before she says it. Because I know her. I've walked with her, I've talked with her, and I, I have a relationship with her. Y'all ain't going to help nobody here today. Some want to have a personal relationship with God, but they haven't walked with him. And they haven't become acquainted in his ways. and Therefore, he's not letting you come into intimacy. Now, I then got quiet. But the very word, into me, you see, is what God is looking for. Now, in order to access all the things that God wants you to have, there has to be a close walking with him. And so, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I know some folks that don't want to have a close relationship because he might ask you to do something. You know, men ask women to marry them, and they have to get an understanding of, what you going to do for me? Where we going? What's the plan? How much money you got to cover this plan? Y'all ain't going to help nobody. And they start off this journey in love, but really it's just lust sometimes. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. But there has to be a mutual agreement and respect. So why would you expect God to do everything he's supposed to do and you don't do half of what you do. It's tight, but it's right. And if you can't say thank you, Jesus, just say, oh my. No one enters into a relationship and doesn't have expectation. Because there's an exchange when there's a relationship. I wouldn't go with nobody, not even a friend. And every time I, we go, I got to pay for it. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Wouldn't hang out with nobody. And they don't even bring me to. I used to have, and they, because they don't know I'm saying this and never will know what I'm going to say. My sons used to have some friends in the neighborhood. And there was this one little particular boy who always wanted to come to the, our house. And this is no matter what, he'd come to the house, and sometimes he looked like he was in a hurry to get there because his mom would call and say, send Parth home. His name was Parth. And so I said, David, I said, son, how come y'all don't ever go to his house? He got the same game you got. They're going to go over there. He said, I don't know. I'm going to go and see. So one day, David went over to that house. And when he came back, I said, David, how was it? He said, Dad, it was cold over there. I said, what you mean? He said, they had their coats on in the house. I said, mm-hmm. They don't run their house like everybody else run their house. <laughs> they got the heat turned down. And so unless you spend time with people, you don't get to know what they're like. So the Bible says if you want to have friends, you must show yourself Come on, talk back to me. I know. And so what we have to do is understand that fellowship is a great part of your relationship with God. Where there's no relationship, where there's no impact, there is no con contact. And there's no impact. And you need to understand that we're believing God to do certain things, but we're not spending any time to get to know him. No, I'm not going to talk about prayer. I'm just talking about you getting to know him, know his ways. And that takes time to know his ways. Verse number 11 says, strengthened with all might according to the glorious power whereunto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Everybody say, long-suffering. Now, when he's talking about long-suffering, he's talking about you seeing who you really are and knowing you got to change yourself. How many of y'all say, Lord, change me? You ever heard somebody say, Lord, change me? And you see them next week, and they still the same way. Because you've got to get personally involved with your change. Don't just come overnight. Sometimes stuff takes patience. And see, 
my definition of patience, you've heard before, is the ability to remain the same throughout the circumstance. But it needs to have the right attitude because your attitude always determines your altitude. Bad attitude, bad outcome, right? And so we want things to change, but we haven't looked on the inside to see if we need to work on our attitudes. Because God has already said, if you come unto me, all these things belong to you. He's caused us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and you are there spiritually. But down here, it's not like it is there. And that is not God's fault. It is, somebody say it, your fault. God is always willing, and he's more than able to fix anything you're going through. Y'all ran into some crazy folk, and they're always thinking that everybody else is the problem. It's always the other person. They always need you to tell the other person that they ain't treating them right. And see, I've learned over the years of ministry that I need to hear the three sides of the story. No, just three. Because they got a story, the other person got a story, but God got the real story. And see, once I hear both sides of the story, a light comes on. I say, oh, I need to dig a little bit deeper. Say, say dig a little deeper. You know, that means that you got to take a little more time. Most folk don't like to take time to do anything. That's why we got fast food. Give it to me now. It got so bad to where you can drive by the window and they throw it out the window. Can I go a little bit further? And then you eat it in the car and throw it out of your window. Because ain't nobody got time. Everybody say, ain't nobody got time for that. We are in a hurry for stuff to happen because we've been trained to get it right now. Now, we serve a right now God. Is that right? But you got to be in the right position to receive some things from God. So, so you, I say, I got to work on myself. I got to work on my building. Stop thinking that everybody is crazy that's telling you the same thing to fix. Uh, somebody say, sooky, sooky now. How is it that you are the same person year after year? You haven't had any self-evaluation and you have not allowed some people to speak into your life. Why would I ask a person who's been unsuccessful in three marriages how marriage works? Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Why would you take your car to a mechanic that just got a certificate last week? There's some experience to this thing. Why would you ask somebody who's unsuccessful in living for God how to live for God? Mm. And so we think... Sometimes, I didn't mean to go this way, y'all. Y'all bear with me. That we're going to get something and bypass the process. Huh? You want your driver's permit, but you won't go to driver school. Now, that's okay if you've been driving and mom and daddy taught you how to drive. And you know how to drive and you just need the certificate. But most folk don't have that. And then, if they did teach you, you still got to show the state. That you know how to drive. Tell your neighbor, say that's a proper way to get stuff done. And I don't understand how people get past up. Jesus said, if any person tries to get to heaven through any other way, they are a. Come on, talk to me, Bible folks. And so we're gonna have to learn to go to the process of getting to the kingdom. It don't work any other kind of way. You got to have a relationship. But before you have a relationship, you have to become acquainted with him. See, the children of Israel knew his ways, but Moses knew him. They had a face-to-face -face relationship. And guess what? Jesus came so that everybody can have a face-to-face. -face. You know, sometimes, you know, you hear about pastors retiring, but really they got tired. 
Retirement means you got money stored up for you, and you got you say, ah, let's move on, and they have a celebration. But most of them just go ahead and say, I quit. Because guess what? Everybody wants the preacher to fix their problem. Hmm? And what happens is once you've been telling him for years all the problems, he goes home and sits there and he's like, oh, my God, it's terrible. Some of the most heinous stories you've ever heard are told to pastors, and they got to go home with that. And they got to still look at you like Jesus would look at you. It's getting kind of hot in here, but don't take off your clothes. He says, God has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So positionally, we're already there, but the problem is most of us don't know we're there supernaturally, so we act like we're still here. But he's seated in heavenly places. And he says, you can be seated in heavenly places, but you have to first of all know you can, and then you have to do something of an act of faith and say, I believe that, and so I'll take that. Right? You got to start talking from above. You got to start living from above. Jesus said, I'm going to teach you fellas how to pray. And that is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. How's it done? That means you're going to have to have a relationship with him so he can tell you how the kingdom operates. Right? So we have this very large bandage that we call religion that back in the 18th or 17th or the 15th century there was a religion made and we still do it the same way they did it because they say that's the way it's supposed to be done. How many of y'all went to churches that had hymnals? They say, this is the way you're supposed to sing. From all hearts of heaven. And if you go to a church and say, he's all right. Have you tried Jesus? It's like, what's going on in here? Because they've decided that their way is the best way. Baptist folks, Anabaptist folks, Lutheran folks, Calvinist folks. We got the right way. Secessionists. You get all these things, and all of them are claiming that they know Jesus. And so my question is, is Jesus schizophrenic? Does he have multiple personalities? Because when I read in the Bible, the King James Version, that he says he's like this, and he does things like this. Do you know I grew up in a, in a, in a certain religion where they didn't believe in continually being filled with the Holy Ghost? If you got the Holy Ghost one time, that's enough. But Jude had a revelation from the first century. He says, building yourself up on your most what? By doing what? So that means that you got to stay on full. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you got to stay on full. You got to, got to stay. You got to stay on full because you don't know how long the journey might be. You got to do what? Stay on full. So there's a building up. Praying in the Holy Ghost, right? And because you're going to need to be built up. I learned a long time ago that my body and my mind was like a slow leak tire. How many of y'all had some slow leaks on your cars? Did you get tired of stopping at the gas pump? Every morning you got up, it was just enough air in it to get you to the next fill up, right? You got tired of that. So God said, I'm going to put a well inside of you that whenever you want to get some refreshing, all you got to do is get down in the well. That's over there in the third, fourth chapter of John. But then he went over to the seventh chapter and he says, but then once you've got this well, you can move over to a place where he says that there's rivers of living water. Not just one river, but rivers. Whatever flow you need to have come into your life can flow into your life from the rivers. Don't just be satisfied with the well. But then we have religious folks that don't even want to talk about the well. There's churches that say, you can't pray in the Holy Ghost in our church. How many of y'all have been to one of them churches? So the Bible says, don't forsake tongues, 
the Pauline epistles. You know, Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He said, you need to pray in tongues. You need to continually be filled. How many of you know there's a leaking out? How does it leak out? Well, you start thinking about other stuff, and you start doing stuff naturally, and before you know it, God's thoughts are not your thoughts. And then, you know, if you mess with your flesh long enough, the flesh will tell you to do something that ain't what the Word say. See, whatever you sow to is going to grow. Say it with me. Say, if I sow, I'm going to grow. And that works both ways. You sow to your flesh, you're going to be a big, fat flesh creature. Not talking about lust and all that stuff. You got to work on the building. You have to. God's will for you, he's going to reveal it to you, but you got to work on it. So you got to work on it every day. How many of y'all wake up in the morning and don't think about Jesus? There's a knowing when I wake up. When I wake up, I know I'm saved. Right? Because I've been doing my whole life for these last 40 some odd years knowing that I'm saved. There's a knowing. And when you have a, a, your spirit has been born again, that conscience will talk to you saying, you know you're a child of God. You know you shouldn't be doing that. How many of y'all, your, your conscience talk to you and tell you you ain't supposed to do that? How many of y'all, your conscience talk to you when you try to pray? And he said, ah, don't pray about that. Get it right first. Jesus said, if you have a problem with somebody, he said, leave your gift at the, and go do what? And he said, if they don't receive you, do what? Get somebody else. If they don't receive, do what? Go where? Get an elder. He said, if they don't receive it after that, stop talking to them. But notice how important it was to keep the line of communication with God was. See, most people get caught up in how many times you got to do it. Baby, he talking about keeping the line straight. You know how easy it is to get offended? You can get offended because somebody cooked the macaroni and cheese different than what mama made it. It's, up, it's an upset. I saw a video today, and I, I don't have, I saw a woman making macaroni and cheese in the sink. Poured the milk, the cheese, the... Poured it all down in there and stirred it up. Everybody say, stirred it up. Poured it over into the thing and said, let's cook it. And then she said, now don't eat it until it's cool. I said, I'm not eating it because I saw where you made it. Right? But here's what, see, see, the, the deal is, is this. God sees all, knows all, and he will help you if you want to be out of that. But you have to recognize you need to be out of it. But you might want something a little more than what God wants for you. Now it's going to get quiet in here. <laughs> Listen, I make it my business to know all I can know about everything I need to know about because I got to deal with people. So if you got to deal with people, you need to be full of the Holy Ghost. You got to know what the Word says. No, I'm not going to pray with you because you can't have brother so-and-so's wife. We're not praying that. Because the Bible says, let every man have his. Man, y'all know the Bible in this church. So I'm not going to pray about that. But also, I got to get over on the flesh side. Say, sometimes you got to know what the flesh side is. I have never seen a generation, I talk about it so much, I'm tired of talking about it, that everything goes. It, any and everything goes in relationships. Notice I didn't say marriage. I'm telling you, I've never seen it. And social media has made it worse. I mean, you can go on social media and have somebody and they say, I don't see nothing wrong. But God sees something wrong with it. Some of the older saints look at me like, oh, what is he talking about? That's not your generation. This generation, everything goes. And people will talk to me and say, I can't find nobody. How come I can't find nobody? And so on. So I said, well, you might be in your 50s, but you want somebody in your 30s. Hello? <laughs> Can I say it? Say, say it, Pastor. Say, say it, Pastor. No, nobody wants you. You've been everywhere. Uh, can I say it to the folk in the back? 
Why would anybody, I'm talking about women too. Oh, he's a player. He, listen, who wants a guy that went all over town and now he's going to make you special? He don't even know what special is. Oh, should I walk down the aisle with that one? See, if you want something to be special, you got to make it special. If you want somebody to fight for something, you got to give them something to fight for. Right? The old saying is, it's better to be wanted. I'm telling you right now, the church and this church know something. And so the problem we have is, is that we don't think God sees us. He saw you. He was in there. The Holy Ghost was watching all those positions, everything, he saw it all. And I got news for you. Some of the folks were getting recorded and they didn't even know it. You know what I'm talking about. Some folks will make a recording so they can blackmail you later. I told folks, yeah, I said, remember, you being recorded all the time. I was not there. Click. There you go. You shot him. You're going to jail because you're being recorded. What about God's DVD of you? Hello? And see, you, we, let me go back on the pool, but y'all might get too mad when I say this. And I can run out the side door and y'all won't get me. God knows what you've been doing. You got to give me another mic because the Holy Ghost is making this one go out. God knows because he was there and saw what was happening. And he said, this is not what my child would do because he's seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But guess what? You really wasn't there because you was in the flesh. So you have to get your mind right. Say, get your mind right. And the Bible says that the word of God will get your mind right. The writer of Hebrews said that the word of God is sharp. And it will cut bones. How many of y'all eat the marrow out of the bone when you eat it? There you go. Mm, the country folk eat the bone out of the marrow. He says the word of God gets to the real issue of it. That's why some people don't read the word. They don't want to know the real issue. Hello? You can turn the Bible open in the Pauline epistles and locate yourself. Say, neighbor, you need to locate yourself. Now, I ain't talking to you if it ain't you. But I'm talking to you if it's you. We are going to have to be the church and not just talk about being the church. So the Bible says, I don't know how I got way over here. Say, come back home, pastor. <laughs> In whom we have redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image and in the, of the invisible God and the firstborn of every creature. Now, what does that mean? That means that when God created Adam... He made Adam in his image, and then everybody else after Adam was going to be in his image. Men going to be, that's what it's going to be. And so we got a, Adam got himself in a dilemma where he looked out over and said, I don't have nobody to be with. Remember what he said? He looked out there, and then God said, it's not good for man to be alone. And so they put him to sleep, and he made somebody who was his help me. Notice he didn't talk about having sex. But he said, I'm going to make his help me. Help me. me. Help me meet what? Help what? Help a vision. He, help me bring this thing to pass. And so maybe you you don't know why your vision ain't come to pass because you might have hooked it up with the wrong help meet. It's tough butters right. It's tight butters right. And if I'm coming down your aisleway, just duck your toes. <laughs> I don't want you to step on mine. I got a couple coins. <laughs> Hurt war. We need to understand that most of the time, 
it's my fault. That's a hard thing to come to the conclusion is, it's maybe my fault. Maybe I didn't. No, not maybe. It was you. Paul said most people lack the ability to look in the mirror and remember what they saw. But guess what? You're going to have to deal with you. This is real. How, why am I going this way, Sister Tony? I have realized that everything that happened, I missed something because I wasn't listening. My bishop said, every failure in your life is a prayer failure. I said, what you say? Because I didn't pray it through. Because I started doing it and didn't pray. Because I started moving forward. Well, you know, if you start moving forward, the Lord will show you. No, baby. No, 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 no. I found out that everything that I ordered, I had to pay for it. Now, y'all you, been in the restaurant, right? They will bring you a nice steak dinner. But if you ain't order steak, you'll say, mmm, that look good. But I didn't order that. Right? But some of y'all are just taking whatever they bring to you. Oh, that's another one. Y'all going to love me after today. <laughs> But when you realize that you've been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, you act different. You talk different. You walk different. I'm so glad y'all shouted in the beginning because this ain't making you shout. <laughs> and when you realize that and it becomes a reality, what do you mean reality? It's something that you see and it's something that you do. You practice it and it becomes a part of you. Some people want a big, giant prayer to fix everything. Just one prayer. Right? Well, you didn't get yourself in trouble with one doing what you was doing. It took a while to get there. You did this and it was a little closer. You did that and a little closer. You did it a little closer. Pastor Reed says that if you don't go home after church, you go by to get a, a, a Big Mac, then and you should have took her home. You end up with a Little Mac. That's what Pastor Reed said, y'all. I didn't say that. But the bottom line is, we've got to realize that we are a peculiar people. That God called us to something higher. That God said, don't leave me on the shelf when you can come back and get me. No, take me with you where you go. Take my teachings where you go. And no matter what the world is doing or what your friends are saying, what the family is doing, or whatever the TV is saying, whatever the news is saying, I'm going to listen to what the Word says. Because he said, Everything's going to change. He said, my word's not going to change until it comes to pass. So if God tells you that something's not going to change until it's fulfilled, what should you do? Get over in the word. The, the, the centurion said, speak the word only. How is it that a man who didn't know God had enough sense to say, I understand authority. And I understand it. I tell some folks that's under me to go, they better go. Oh, it's going to be some repercussions. He said, I came to ask you to get my servant healed. He said, now just say it. Let me hear you say it, Jesus. Jesus had commentary before he prayed for the man. He said, I have not had this kind of faith or found this kind of faith in Israel. Now, here's a man who ain't even in Israel. But he understood if the master speaks, I got my word. And the Bible goes on further and says, the servant gave testimony that in that same hour that Jesus spoke the word, he was healed. Right? Because they un he understood how it works. See, when you understand how authority works, you know how, which person to go to. When you don't know who to go to, guess what? You may waste time talking to the wrong people, and then you get mad. You're going to hire an attorney, and the next thing you know, you don't get what you're supposed to. But if you just wait, Talk to God and say, what to do first? And then wait. The hardest thing in the world to do is to do what? People that don't wait always mess up. You're always back at square one. Sometimes, though, you go at negative one. Sometimes just a little wrong movement takes you a lot lower you can't recover from. I'll give you an example. You didn't mean to get pregnant, but you're pregnant. 
now you're going to have to decide if you're going to do what God say or you're going to do what the Democratic Party say. See how I, I slipped that in there? I'm, I'm, I'm slick, though. You going to believe God? Why would you add an injury to an insult? Right? But if you turn your face to God and start coming back this way, come, I, don't care what it, I don't care how bad it hurts, I'm going to do what the Lord say. I don't care how bad my situation gets, I'm going to do what Jesus say. Do you know when you develop that type of attitude, the seated in heavenly places becomes a reality. To where when you make a call, everybody say a prayer call. Jesus said, that's my son. That's my daughter. They've been walking up right before me. They've been hearing my voice. They've been doing my will. He says, gee, Father, do it for them. And you know when Jesus asks God to do it, it's going to be done. But you got to realize that the relationship has to go to another level. Seeking him all the time. This is how, I, you know, can I paint this picture? This is how women get caught all the time. The guy keep coming over and bringing nice stuff. Oh, you sure look nice today. And you ain't thinking about it. Oh, no. he keep on giving you compliments. He keep on coming by. Then after that, you look out the window. Oh, he's driving a Mercedes. And a Mercedes. And then he make a mistake and drop a receipt from the ATM. And they say X, X amount of dollars. And he say, oh, he got some money. Right? And then you start looking and say, hmm. He don't look that bad. And he dressed up and he smelled good. Right? Next thing you know, well, we can have some coffee. Oh, that coffee going to be intoxicating. And don't let him tell you, whatever you want, lady, I'll give it to you. If you want to, we can get married in Paris. Parlez-vous français. He said, that, that wasn't in tongues. That was just, that's all the French I know. <laughs> Listen, you can get talked into, and you can also get walked into. Hmm? And before you know it, you don't spend no time finding who it is, and you got you at home, and you find out you ain't the only one he's been nice to. That's why you got to get a brother or a father that can check him out for you. I'm telling you, if you want me to look at them, give you my analysis, I will do it. But, you know, I have, a, I have a, a, a locksmith that has a voice message. He says, this is a locksmith. You need me. Leave a message. He said, or do it yourself and screw it up. I said, man, why would he put that on his voicemail? I'm calling you because I don't want to screw it up. Some folks are living in regrets 30 years later because they thought they knew and they didn't know. Do you know the hardest thing? That the, it's so simple. Don't act like you know. He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God who's got a whole bucket full and is willing to give it to you. He ain't going to withhold it from you. But then I found out if you don't seek after him, he will withhold it. So what do you got to do? You got to seek after him. When do I seek after him? Every day. You got to run after him. You got to chase him. You got to let the Lord know your heart is there. And when the Holy Ghost has judged your heart, he says, you know what? I got another room over here that's an intimate room. Come on in and let's talk. Because there's a places that he ain't going to talk to you about. Who shall? Romans chapter 8, 35 through 30. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So tribulation, disease, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or even fighting with a sword. He said nothing will separate you from God because positionally and spiritually he's put you there already. But you've been working real hard not to stay there by having your mind on worldly things. Right? Or what you want and how I want. How many of y'all, I was talking to some brothers. I ain't going to tell you who they was. I said, would you trust me to pick out your wife? And most of them said, I don't know. 
I said, how about if you told me all the things you wanted in a wife, and I really got the message. I said, would you let me pick it out? Well, I don't know. Right? But the bottom line is, is that you would, if you had some folk that could find out some stuff about who you're going to marry, you should let them find it out. Because Paul Sherrill said, you're going to sit by the river of sorrow and sip it with a teaspoon. Hello? You can get the tape, you can get the CD later on or whatever, download it. But by, listen, I would rather wait before I get myself in a mess to just spend all this time trying to get out of the mess. Hello? So it's going to take some investigation. He said, who's going to separate him? Nobody will separate you from the love of Christ but you. Huh? Because when you don't consult the Lord, I don't know why I, I, I flipped this thing. The Lord flipped it. You know, the young folks say, you in flip mode today. Today is self-examination. What do you need to examine and change? Because, see, most people examine, but they don't change. Oh, I'm teaching better than y'all saying amen. The Bible says, for thy sake are we killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. First of all, you got to remember that God loves you unconditionally. Doesn't matter what situation. I went to a funeral yesterday, and they had people come up. The grandkids came up, and, the, and a young lady came up. She said, I'm the black sheep. Somebody told her that. And now she's speaking it out, and she's taking that on. I caught her after the funeral. I said, let me tell you something. I said, God don't have no black sheep. I said, he loves you with an unconditional love, and you stop telling yourself that. Because how you see yourself is how other folks will start seeing you. But it ain't how God sees you. You are my dearest beloved. I gave the very best gift I had to redeem you from the world. He said, I gave my son, Jesus Christ, so you could be saved and be with me. And so that's how he sees me. You love me that much. You gave the best thing you had. Yes, because I love you that much. And so guess what? When you realize that somebody loves you that much and you know how to make love be reciprocal, you will act right to that other person. Hmm? You will treat that person right. Stop going black on them. So he says in 1 Corinthians 3, 21 and 23, 2, he says, Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Paul said, Jesus Christ did what he did for you, and I need to let you know, they're all yours. Everything that was in heavenly places belongs to you. But guess what? Somebody been preaching the wrong stuff to you. Some religious stuff. And you go through life. And isn't it sad that when we get to the end of our life and we die and we go to church, the favorite song is when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. I got news for you. You're supposed to be seeing Jesus before you die. You have a relationship with him whether you know it or not. But if you don't have a relationship, it's because you ain't working on it. Got to work on it. I don't know why the Lord let me go this way. So, knowing that you belong to the Lord... And that everything he did, he did for you. He says in Matthew chapter number 7, he says, ask and it shall be given unto you. He said, seek and ye shall find. He said, knock and the door will be open unto you. How do you do it? Through prayer, continuously prayer. I told some of y'all years ago, I said, you got to find you a place where you meet with God every day. And keep going there until you have the Lord show up. Because guess what? The Lord don't believe you. Because you just do it every once in a while. Hello? That means if you really want a relationship, you do some stuff out of the ordinary. 
with God. Then he says, if you're in a relationship with me, you can knock, you can seek, and guess what? It will be done unto you. Then he says, for everyone in that asketh receives, and he that seeketh finds, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And then Luke said, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God. And all of these things shall be added unto you. Wait a minute. He said, don't seek the stuff. Seek the kingdom. And as you're seeking, stuff is going to be laid on you. So you're doing and seeking the kingdom. And you say to yourself, you say, oh, I need a new car. Guess what? New cars you up. Because you, you, I'm concerned about the kingdom. Right? He says, because when you're talking to yourself, when you're talking to yourself, you say, I need a new car. You didn't even know you were talking to yourself, did you? I need a new house. I, I, I need some money. I need a new job. You're talking out loud, but ain't nobody listening but the Lord. You think the Lord going to let you go without? Because you're his child? No. Remember I started the message? You're serving a king, and you're in a kingdom. And if you ain't living good, it's bad on his name. Right? So guess what? Either you believe that or don't. So now what you going to do? You're going to start believing that the king cares about you? You're going to start believing that supernaturally you're in the kingdom of his dear son and he cares about your everyday struggles? Yeah, I'm going to believe that. But we have so many distractions in life. If you think about it right now, there's some things that you do not need to be paying attention to because it's a distraction from seeking the kingdom. How many hours of TV do you watch? Everybody got a phone in here? Who don't have a phone? I go to the restaurant and I sit and look and everybody at the table got a phone up. And they're surfing. Whole family. Never say a word the whole meal. Only do is say, all right, let's go. Get the bill and go. Listen, that ain't fellowshipping. The Old, the old Testament way of, of, of meals was fellowshipping. Talking about stuff. The best thing to talk about is the Lord. You know, the Lord has been good to me. You know, I, I asked the Lord, could he give me an idea about a brand new business? I mean, it came to me in my dream, and, 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 you know, I started asking God about it. And how should I do it? Don't just do it. How should I do it? See, if the Lord give you an idea, don't just take up and jump up and run with it. You got to ask him how to do it. Remember, Abraham was told to go to another country that I'm going to show you. He didn't say, yeah, go to us, did he? He just said, get up and believe me, trust me, and start walking that way. Take your family with you. And he said, take, take your immediate family. Leave that rascal lot home. But here you go trying to help God and you bring stuff God ain't told you to do. Oh, I know, I know, I know how to do something. No, God wants to do it a different way. And you got to have some patience and you got to have some humbleness. Everybody say humbleness to trust God. It's going to take some of us a couple months or two or years to get our not being humble fixed. Because God knows your heart. He knows you. you do stuff because, you know, your way is not just your ways; It's in your heart. Here's a definition of what your heart is. That's the place where you make special decisions and move on it. Make a decision to do something and you carry it out. That's your heart. Right? So guess what? You might be working on your heart, and it ain't, it ain't really something you're supposed to be working on. Right? And so guess what? You're going to have to realize that the devil is doing the same thing that he heard Jesus say. He said the sower sows the word. Well, the devil going to sow his word. Can I say this to you? Every time I got in trouble with somebody, the, the devil sent them. Every time, every time I missed God, it was because I didn't listen to God. God would say, don't do it like that. But because you're full of emotion, because you're full of, I'm tired of him doing me that way. I'm tired of her doing me that way. You say, I'm not doing that. You don't say it out loud, but you just start working toward it. Because when you work toward, when you work toward a no, it's still a no. Hmm? You're the little boy. You tell him to sit in the chair, and he sits in the chair, and he, he folds his arm. What is he doing? 
He's sitting there, but he's standing up on the inside. And as soon as you leave, he's going to get out of that chair. Well, some of us are like children. We get directions, and we're like, yeah, I'll do it, Lord. And as soon as you leave, the cares of life come in and choke out the word that was sown. Right? And you don't get to it. How many of y'all got some stuff that you never got to and you wish you had got to? Because you got confused and caught up with some mess. The wrong phone call came. Instead of the phone call coming in and say, Lord, I heard that word that they gave you at church today. I'm praying with you. I'm believing with you. The other one said, did you see the suit he had on? When he said that word to you, Lord, that was from 1979. <laughs> Tell him that 1979 is calling. They want their suit back. And the next thing you know, you're getting talked out of what the word came for. Can I say this? It might be hurtful. There are certain people, when I see them coming, I go the other way. Uh, please forgive me. Because my peace is disturbed. Y'all don't believe in vampires? I do. Because I feel like the life is sucked out of me after I talk to them. And I say, I need a drink. Oh, no, I don't say that. I say, well, I drink of the Holy Ghost. Yes, the Holy Ghost drink. And you are putting forth agendas that ain't what God is telling that person to do. You vexing them. Be quiet in this Presbyterian church. Because when God tells you to do something, you got to believe God to send the help. Don't you go find the help. Jesus told the disciples to go to a certain place and find this donkey tied and tell the owner, the master needs use of this donkey. And guess what? The guy said, take it. <laughs> and didn't even tell him to bring it back. Because if God has called you to do something, he's already prepared hearts for people that are going to come and help you. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Trying to persuade people to help you open up a store. And he ain't told you to do that. Some of us are out of place because God ain't told us to do that. Oh, y'all let, let, let Pastor Reed let me get up here again after this. I'm trying to help you. I've been there. I created the most successful gospel group that we've ever seen. And I made mistakes, y'all. I got in strife with people I shouldn't have got in strife with. I made decisions about stuff I should have let God tell me how to do it. And guess what? You are your biggest obstacle to where God wants to take you to. And the bottom line is, is this, successful people listen, and then they seek after, and they make tiny steps. The only 180 turn you need to make is your salvation. The next one is, is little small turns. You ever seen people turned over on the highways because it's a big turn? Boom! And they turn over. You need to make small adjustments to some things, and then once you pass that little thing, okay, I got that done, I'm going to move to the next one. Okay, I got that done. I'm going to move to the next one. And pretty soon, you like yourself. How many of y'all don't like yourself? Don't put your hand up. I got news for you. If you don't like yourself, I know somebody that can change who you are. You just have to submit to him. You've been so used to leading and doing what you want to do, you can't even hear the voice of God when he's talking to you. He said, a still, small he didn't say, a big shouting trumpet. Notice in the Bible, every time it was a big old trumpet, somebody going to die. <laughs> All right? Your conscience is the voice of your heart. Listen to it. Stop thinking you know it all. Let God lead you and guide you into all truth because, after all, it is his kingdom. Right? Every time somebody goes into God's kingdom and tries to do something they ain't supposed to do, they get killed by the king. Now, I don't think you heard me. Some people have lost their lives because they tried to do stuff in the kingdom that the king didn't want done. 
And when the word got to the king, he said, go arrest him and bring him before me. Paul said, some folk need to die so they can make it to heaven. Because if they keep going the direction they're going in, they're going to end up going to hell. I didn't write it. I'm just reporting it. So what does that mean? You've got to get control of yourself. You ain't that bad. It ain't that much medicine in the world to cure you every time. You're going to need God. I'd rather have a God idea and a God solution than all the best doctors in Henry Ford Health System. Because God will speak and just one word from God will change your entire situation. Just one. The God that we serve is a suddenly God. Suddenly it was going one way, but suddenly it went the other way because we put God in the middle of it. He said, God, not my will, but your will. Stand on your feet, please. I'm done. I know this might be a sobering message, but hopefully I was told in Bible school that you need to locate yourself in the Bible. Find out where you are and make changes. Make changes. Because this ministry is moving to places that we're going to need some more folk that believe the way we believe to help push. Everybody say push. Push until something happens. Join in with us as we take Livonia. Anybody want to take, take Livonia? Oh, God. Can you imagine knocking the walls down and expanding because we got more people coming? So today is called a recapitulation. Meaning, that's a, my $5 order means you need to take evaluation of where you are and make some changes. So bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for your word. We thank you right now. That word is truth. And it reveals our hearts to us. Father, every person under the sound of my voice, that you touch it. God, right now, show them what they need to do. Let them ask for wisdom. And you said you would not withhold wisdom from them. Jesus, we declare from this day forward, we're going to seek after doing your will. We turn this around. A replace. We're going to cut. We're going to let go. We're going to bleak tons beyond the orasta. revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ now be released in our hearts. Show us. Strengthen us. Motivate us, Holy Spirit. Talk to us. Help us to unclutter our minds. We'll do it for you. I know it's tight, but it's right. I know it was tough today, but God, you can do it. It just takes a willing heart. And everybody that agrees with that prayer, say amen. If you're here today and you've not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, that means you've never believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord. I want you to slip up your hand right now. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, just slip up your hand. Second invitation. You know, I said, if you say, Pastor, I'm saved and I know it. But I haven't received the gift of the Holy Spirit speaking in other languages. And I'd like to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost today. If that's you, raise your hand. I'm looking. You say, well, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I was baptized in Jesus' name. But I haven't been walking the way I should be walking. I want to make that turn around. If you're here, raise your hand. Let me see you. Hallelujah. All the folk in the building that's saved, raise your hand. Let me see you. It looks like everybody is in this safe. Anybody been struggling with things in your life? The devil has you bound with something. I'm here to tell you right now that Jesus is the chain breaker. That he will rearrange your whole situation. If you say to yourself, I can't do it, Lord, I need you to help me. If that's you, I want you to come down here. I'm going to pray with you. God's going to fix it. 
and change it. And then you say, well, Pastor, I'm dealing with some health issues in my body. Guess what? The Word tells us that by His stripes we were healed. 1 Peter 2 and 24. That's the Word. Jesus made a way for sick folk to get healed. Because you can't serve God unless you're healed. God needs well bodies. God needs well folks. Kindo esere, Roma secatroe, simple Christo no vira, covidimiste, domitiste, ebro posta raposta. Shindo re gringbidida. I saw you this morning when I woke up this morning. And the Lord told me I needed to pray for you. And I don't know what the issue is. You tell me. you that ends today if the Lord will reveal it he'll deal with it amen father in the name of Jesus I pray for my dear sister right now declare by the Holy Ghost things are changing things are changing now oh, oh, oh. In the name of Jesus, I hear and I see an ending of the turmoil. I see an ending. Lift up your hands right now. Father, I release another anointing on her now. In the name of Jesus, clarity. There's a release that takes place now. Kushko, Sindel, Kufanasa. I hear the Lord saying, You have no troubles because He has solutions. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I heard your word say, I can cast my care over on you because. Because you care for me. Jesus, here it is. You take it. It's too heavy. I don't have the ability, but you have the ability. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I declare Friday, Friday. Friday. Answers are coming Friday. Turnaround answers Friday come into your life. So I release the Holy Ghost now and it comes. And what you want from the Lord today, dearie? started me off in praying for those that need healing. And everybody that I lay hands on gets healed. You believe that? And so I found what my calling was and I started to operate in it. You know, when you operate in your calling, it starts to get stronger. The anointing gets stronger when you operate in what he calls you to do. And so when I was in high school, I started laying hands on people and they got the Holy Ghost. People started getting healed. So I declare... That every answer you need is going to be answered today. Healing in your body. Father, from the top of her head. Osko briska. Boom, they end it. God said he's going to take away all the crutches. In Jesus' name. All the brufune. Boneskaro. Oregeshtada. Drinking that new wine of the Holy Ghost. Now, what in the world could somebody like you want?
two things. I'm going to curse the spirit of fear right now. You devil that's talking to her, you're going to stop talking to her today. And now the spirit, the supernatural Holy Ghost, comes on you, Bristi on Doste, of Ende Grandastia, Ingo Etunduyano. I release the healing anointing on you now. Now, Shutata, dry up. In the name of Jesus, that sweet anointing of the Holy Ghost, right now. Say, Lord, I receive it now. Take a deep breath. Don't resist the Lord. Don't resist the yes, I take it. I take it, Lord. I take it. I take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. What you need, man of God? same. The devil can, he think he's slick, but he always do the same thing. <laughs> the apostle said, we're not ignorant of his devices. He has an M.O. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I join together with my brother right now. We're coming together to stand against this finish. Finished in all Hallelujah. Strength and ability. Ukustap prostume ando 